Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Talbot. And I'm Hazel Marroquin. And we continue with our series on women of the Bible. And this week we're doing unnamed women. Uh, very known stories, but we don't know their names. Did you know that there were so many uh, women in the Bible that we don't know their names? I didn't realize it until now. Yeah. <laughs> There's many stories that are very known that we actually don't know the person by name. We just know them by their problem. And one of those stories is the adulterous woman. Uh, there is a narrative found in John chapter 8. Verses 2 to 11. And uh, have you read this story before, Hazel? I actually have read this story before. It's a very yeah. interesting story. Yeah. D d d why do you like it? Well, first of all, I like it because I'm glad that you don't call me by my trouble names. You call me by Hazel. Oh, yes. <laughs> we all will have some trouble that if somebody wrote about us, they could really uh, put our sin or disease, or something. See, a lot of people become so judgmental, and they don't realize we all fall short of the glory of God. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and, and I have something I do with this story that startles audiences. I don't oh, know. boy, that sounds interesting. <laughs> what might that be? <laughs> well, because sometimes people don't relate to the story, but because they said, you know, whatever, you know, I don't do that. And, and, Not and, me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it, this story that is registered in John chapter 8, uh, the Pharisees bring this woman that was caught in, the, in adultery, and they don't bring her to a corner for to talk to Jesus about it, you know, like behind doors to help this woman. To counsel her or anything like that? Nothing. They bring her to the center of the court. Maybe to, to pray with her? Not really, and that's what we're going to see here. It's to make a spectacle out of her, to humiliate her, so people see what happens to people that do this, right? Oh, man, that's horrible. And so I, I, in my middle of my sermon, sometimes I go, okay, so has anybody committed adultery this morning that would like to come here to the center of the <laughs> church? And everybody looks at me like, what? And I'm yeah. guessing nobody raised their hand. And not, not regularly. <laughs> no, no. And, and that's the point, they, that sometimes people don't relate to the stories of the Bible because they say, hey, I don't do that. And, and the truth is, we all fall short of the glory of God. You, we might not have committed adultery, but there's a hundred other reasons why we would not qualify to be saved. This, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of what you're saying there is sometimes uh, growing up in church, uh, you're sitting next to somebody and they hear this uh, awesome message and they're uh, elbowing the person next to them going, man, this is all <laughs> this for is you, <laughs> not for me. It's all for you. That's right. This is all for you. This is like exactly for you. And so we want everybody to understand that this woman in the middle of the court is all of us so that we can actually understand what the gospel means. And so we're going to start this story on John chapter 8 verse 2, and we are told that in early in the morning he came again into the temple. We're in John chapter 8, verse 2, and the problem starts on verse 3, and we're going to have Hazel read uh, verse 3 and verse 4. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery, and having set her in the center of the court, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery in the very act. Well, th this this uh, this particular thing that they say, in the very act, is actually very meaningful because in the Jewish law, you could not condemn somebody by hearsay. 
you somebody had to be a witness to the sin in order okay. to condemn them. So what they're saying to Jesus is somebody has seen this woman. One of us has actually seen it's her. It's not just a rumor that it's I heard. Not a, exactly. But they place her in the center of the court. They don't go to a little corner. They don't go to say, okay, what are we going to do with this? You know, they're coming with a Bible in their hand because they're going to quote Moses in a moment and with stones in the other hand because they want to stone her. I don't know if you ever seen the. Uh, 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 maybe this doesn't happen in your church that people come with with Bibles in one hand and and stones in the other hand. That that's amazing because uh, it's it's like they almost want to juggle and have to <laughs> realize. The yeah, exactly. It's like well, let's see which one am I going to use today, which is horrible. Yeah, and and actually that's what they're doing. They're bringing not everybody that uses the Bible is speaking for God. Absolutely. Even even the devil uses the uh, the Bible in the Bible, quoting the Old Testament to Jesus, saying you got to do this. You know. Yeah. So, Growing up, it's like you almost uh, felt the pain uh, when the adults wanted to almost hit you over the head with the Bible because they wanted you to get a point yes, that they instead, were trying to get across. Instead of talking about how incredibly big the grace of God is, and a lot of people don't understand that we're sin abounded, grace uh, abounded even more. Yes, exactly. and this is the story about that. And and this woman, a lot of people talk about this. And so let's let's get all the excuses out of the way. They say something on verse five. Why don't you read it for us, Hazel? Now, in the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. What then do you say? So they're saying, hey, in the law, Moses commanded us. And actually, you can go to Leviticus 20.10 and to Deuteronomy 22. And you will see that there were some laws about uh, stoning a virgin that um, had committed adultery and stoning both of them. So most sermons in this are about, hey, the, the man is not here. You know, they're trapping Jesus. Uh, they're trying, to, actually, it says here, they're trying to test him and trap him. But uh, the, the man is not there. It's true. The man is not there. The man should have been there. The so he walks that, free? Well, that, that's what I mean. But, but that's, m- most people uh, talk about this there. Obviously, they're, tr- tr- they're trying to set something for Jesus to say something wrong. Okay. But they didn't bring the man, so we don't know anything about him. Right. He should have been there. And the laws that I just mentioned say that this should happen in, in the gate of the city, not in the temple. But all of those excuses away, the woman has is, is actually guilty. Yeah, she's very guilty. She has committed adultery. There are witnesses. Yes, that's right. So that's the bottom line. And Jesus, instead of... You know, she, he starts, uh, verse 6 says that they were testing him and he starts writing on the ground. And by the way, this is the only place in all of the New Testament that Jesus actually writes something, unfortunately, is on the ground. So we don't have any manuscript in the Bible that actually he wrote. Wow, yes. that's awesome. Amazing, yes. <laughs> yes. But uh, I, I think he knew that we needed other types of wit- witnesses. And so they persisted like like the blood bloodthirsty. I don't know if you have you ever been in a church board where people seem bloodthirsty to get somebody instead of redeeming them. He's trying they're trying to bring them down. The, you know, I, I know a very interesting story that, that's horrible about the uh, church board sending a message to a young lady that just uh, breaks my heart completely. Mm-hmm. And, and they t- totally forgot to to be compassionate. And mm-hmm. it was all about having the stones in their hand. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Yeah. A lot, a, a lot of people don't realize that discipline, even in the church, comes from discipling. 
we're, we, God gave us certain steps so that we can redeem the people back into the church, not so that we can make an example out of them and look how bad it went for them. So you don't do that. <laughs> exactly. You that, know, that is horrible. Nobody wants to be made a spectacle like that. Yes, or, or humiliated. Exactly. Nobody even likes for me to say, I told you so, or <laughs> to compare you with somebody else. That's right. I and, know and, I don't like that. Yes. And, and Jesus gave us uh, several things, especially in Matthew 18, how to try to talk people into coming back to him, yes. not to shame them in the process. That's not no. the, the, the purpose. And so here, this this very known uh, people, the Regardless Pharisees, of what has happened. Exactly. Or where, how far how bad we've is, gone. Exactly. That's, that's the point. So they persisted, verse 7 says, in asking him, he straightened up and said to him, the, uh, he, he actually gives a sentence, a verdict. This woman is guilty. There's no doubt about it. Nobody's saying that she's all not guilty. All the evidence is on the table. Exactly. So uh, taking all the excuses out that the man is not there, that all of that that we already know, the, the truth is, she's guilty. So, Jesus says, okay, this is the verdict. She's guilty. So, this is the sentence. And uh, you can read it there in verse 7. He who is without sin, what? Well, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. So, here we have a sentence. So, she's guilty. Where, whoever's without sin, yes, throw the stone. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Right. Go ahead. So, I'm sure the woman never expected everybody to get, uh, you know, conscious stricken. And I'm sure she, she kind of <laughs> covered herself trying to, because the first stone was coming, right? Well, yeah, because they were all so perfect because they were ready to condemn her. So why exactly. not? So I'm sure they were all guilt free, ready mm -hmm. to throw the first stone. That's right. But they got conscious stricken. They all left. And, and most people stopped the sermon here. Verse 9, when they heard it, they began to go away beginning with the oldest one. But actually, the story, the real story, starts in the middle of verse 9 when he says, when we are told that he was left alone with her. And he is Jesus. And what is the big deal about that? Well, he's Jesus. So if he's left alone, this would mean that he was the only one that was without sin. So he could throw the stone. Right. He had the right to. She was guilty. All the evidence was there. And he had given the verdict. He had given the verdict that whoever was without sin should throw the stone. So he could. He should, yeah, by his own sentence, right? So, so we're expecting the next verse to say, verse ten, and because he was the only one without sin, he threw the he stone. He threw the stone, She's but that's not what we find, and this is where we all get kind of bent out of shape. Uh, that's why we all need to understand we're all this woman sent in the middle of the court because we all have to understand what comes next. She, he says, women, where are they? Did not no one condemn you? And she said, no one. And so verse 11, Jesus says something that some people cannot understand. Why don't you read it for us in verse 11? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go from now on, sin no more. Can I tell you something that really caught my attention? Sure. I love the part that it said that starting with the older ones, they started to leave first. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm correct Maybe they're in wiser. this assumption. Right. Well, that's what I thought. Is that what it means? Yeah, well, I, th I think uh, the older ones usually uh, know their real selves, and the younger <laughs> ones are have more zealous, like black and white, you know, uh -huh. type, type of thing. But yeah, it's a, it's a good comment. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, here we have a, a, an order I think is very important. Uh, I dare anybody that is listening to this particular broadcast to find a, a different order in the Bible. First, Jesus will always say, I don't condemn you. Then he will say, let me help you live a healthier life. Wow. It's never going to say, live a healthier life and get your life together. Then come to me and, and I won't condemn you. Well, I know I personally would never make it to him if that was the case. Th that's the point. <laughs> I mean, the prodigal son comes, he, he goes and runs and embraces him, doesn't say, hey, get your life together. You just spend all this money on prostitutes, yeah. you know, and then I'll receive you in my house. So he will always, first of all, 
do this order. First, he will say, I don't condemn you. Wow. You know, and wow. then he will help you to live a healthier, better, and happier life for yourself and others around you, right? That is amazing. Yeah, so here we have one of these main concepts, and people get very confused about it. Why didn't Jesus throw the stone? It yeah. didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense because the same finger that wrote the law wrote on the ground that day. Oh, that's very interesting. Right? So some people say, well, yes, but the God of the Old Testament is different than the God of the New Testament. And, you know, well, that's not the reason why he didn't. Why did he abort this stoning? What right? How dare Jesus not observe the law? And this is where we get to the real point of this parable, hmm. of this uh, actual uh, enacted parable, really, is a real story. Is because we could put a sign. You've seen in some shows on TV that there's to be continued. Yes. Okay, that's what happens here. It's not that God says, "Oh, I don't care. You commit adultery. You do. It doesn't matter." It, no, the same God is the same God. Both testaments, Old Testament, Testament, is that He places a sign here saying "to be continued." Oh my! And a few chapters later, Jesus will say, "It is finished." Wow! Because He will take all this man, this woman's sins upon Him. He will throw the stones to Himself. Wow. And we'll pay the penalties. Not that God doesn't care. So he basically took her place. And mine. And mine. Yeah, and, and that is the point of the gospel. That's why Isaiah 53 says, you know, he was pierced for our transgressions. He, and he ours was, includes all of us even today. Yes, he was crushed for our iniquities. And this is why it's so important that, that later on in this same chapter, chapter 8, verse 36, uh, Jesus himself says, look, you have to get this. If the Son makes you free, if He sets you free, you will be free indeed. You're free indeed, <laughs> and it's not because we you're should be shouting that. Yeah, that's where the woohoo comes <laughs> from. <laughs> the woohoo is the joy of our salvation, understanding that someone died in my place, that I am sitting in the middle of the court, that I am guilty of a hundred things, and that every that, day, exactly, and that and that Jesus says, "Look, I'm not going to condemn you." You trust in me. I'm your savior. And and that is the main thing that we need to understand, that that he could have thrown the stone. And he did throw it to himself. This is funny because I'm remembering one time somebody told me that they could never go to church because the church would catch fire yeah. if they ever stepped foot in a church. Isn't that terrible? Because yes. a lot of people don't go to church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, the church sometimes behaves like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so to all of our listeners today, I want to tell you, remember this. You, you have a savior. And he aborted a stoning, not because God doesn't care, but because he took the stones in your place. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free.